Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to tell <laughs> to tell a what. Hello and welcome to kill a what. My name is Bodie and I'm your host. And I apologize for not having an episode last week. That was just a it was an insane week. We got back from California. Sorry, I thought somebody was busting in. We got back from California. The very next day, woke up at five thirty, moved everything. I actually woke up at five got everything ready to move by 5.30 and moved everything in pretty much two days, <clears throat> which was rough. A lot of it was just me and my wife, and it was it was rough. It was hot, and it was miserable. So we've been spending money like crazy. The roofers are done, so that's good. It's going to rain tonight, so we'll see how the roof holds up. Although they haven't come back for the second half of their payment yet, so I have to get take care of that. One of the new garage door openers is up, and we have a plumbing problem that will cost between zero and eleven thousand dollars. The city I live in, um, the water department, and the folks uh, that came out, the plumbers that came out, thought it'd be closer to the eleven thousand dollars. They both were pretty felt pretty confident, but we'll see. I'm hoping it costs closer to the zero dollars. We'll see what happens. It's a draining issue. Okay, so because we've been spending money like fiends, um, I have no desk, so I'm recording back in the closet. So if there's a little bit of echo, I apologize, but that's where we're at for now. Um, I will get a desk, a beautiful standing desk for the low, low price of $299. Um, it's just gonna, it's gonna take some time. I'd like to take this time to support or to thank all of the Patreon supporters um, if you want to become a Patreon supporter, go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt. I am posting more in the Patreon feed. I'm trying not to overwhelm, but post enough to keep things interesting. So if you're interested, um, go to kilowatt or patreon.com forward slash kilowatt. And when we get to 10 subscribers, doesn't matter what level, I'll be giving away a Tesla, Tesla desk charger. It looks like a little supercharger, but it charges your phone. And it'll charge an Android or an, an iPhone, so it doesn't matter. Let's get to the show, shall we? First up, um, we have a, a video that I'm going to put in the show notes, which is a Model 3 walk-around. It's actually pretty cool. It's a Model 3 performance walk-around, excuse me. It's actually pretty cool. I am not, well, we'll, we'll get into my opinions later. It's pretty cool. Take a peek. 
Uh, Vyanya Kuljak. Man, I practiced that and uh, I butchered it. Uh, this is a story from Electric. Jaguar is having some small issues with manufacturing and production of the Jaguar I-PACE EV. The manufacturing issues will delay some of the deliveries by several months, if you believe what the dealers are saying. Jaguar, on the other hand, says it's prioritizing orders for a few customers. Let's read into this Google. Maybe Apple, maybe Uber, but for sure Google, because Google said they're going to buy a bunch of these and use them for their Waymo cars. So um, I would imagine if they're prioritizing they're getting the big customers out first so they can get that large sum of cash. Okay, next story, TechCrunch. Kirsten Korosek, I hope I said your last name right. Level One Robotics is an industrial automation company. It's responsible and is responsible for a huge data breach. Security researcher UpGuard Cyber Risk uh, announced that the sensitive documents from uh, that sensitive documents from over 100 manufacturing companies were publicly accessible on a level one robotics server. And let's see why. How does this tie into this podcast? Well, some of those companies were Tesla, Ford, VW, Toyota, and Chrysler. Um, obviously, there's a lot more than that, but those are the ones that were interesting to me. Now we'll get into the weeds on this, but Level 1 Robotics was using a common file transfer protocol called rsync to sync large amounts of data. And the restrictions that they set on the server that this sat on, from how I understand it, from reading it, those were basically just set to public. So all of this information, 157 gigabytes of data, was just sitting in public. And if you knew where to go, you could download it um, and read it. And it's no word if anybody did know that it was there and unprotected. So it's protected now. Uh, one, audio, one auto manufacturer said that it didn't look like any sensitive information was, was exposed, which is good for those companies, except level one employees had some personal information exposed, like driver's license scans, passports. Uh, level one had some data and bank account details up there. So not 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 great um i hate data breaches next up fred lambert from electric we've talked about martin tripp in the past uh he's the man that tesla's accusing and is currently suing uh for allegedly he's accused of hacking and he's being sued for the same thing for ha allegedly hacking tesla's manufacturing system Stealing information and then sharing said information with a reporter and possibly a short seller that's connected to that reporter if you really want to get like real conspiracy like. Um, now Mr. Tripp is looking, uh, working with the SEC. He got a lawyer, lawyered up uh, to get some of that sweet, sweet whistleblower, uh, whistleblower protection. Now, I've asked this in the past, but why didn't he go to the SEC first? If it was that important, because he said that it was, um, he was doing it for the good of the people, so he went to the news. Well, if you want that whistleblower protection, you should probably go to the SEC first, because once they finish their um, investigation, then it's going to be news. But that's just me. What do I know? Um, I mean, again, I don't know if this guy's innocent or guilty. Um, it's just, 
it is what it is. And now he's cooperating with the SEC and the SEC is doing an investigation into Tesla. We'll see what comes of it. Just a side note, the National Labor Board Relations, I think that's what it is, they're also doing an investigation into Tesla's labor practices because they might have violated Elon through his tweets. We'll talk about more about that stuff later. Might have violated a law um, that actively um, dissuades people from joining the union. can't remember exactly what the terminology was. But if that's the case, like places like Walmart and Lowe's and all these other places, they do the same thing. But anyway, we'll see what comes of that as well. Simon Alvarez from Teslarati. This is kind of cool. Uh, Tesla is donating $37.5 million to Nevada schools. Uh, the money will go to help develop future STEM talent in Nevada. And if you don't know what STEM is, it's science, technology, engineering, and math. Um, this benefits Tesla because they have a manufacturing plant and they want to get everybody to get up on this, uh, the, the STEM so that they can have workers in the, the future. But really, it, it, it benefits the Nevada school system. Um, this is, this comes as, uh, when they made the deal to go to Nevada, that was part of the, their tax incentives is they were going to give some of this money back to the schools, which they're doing. Cause from what I understand in a lot of places, a lot of these companies will say, oh, we're going to do this, uh, all these great things. And then when they get in, they don't do them. So, um, it's nice to see that Tesla is honoring their commitments. I'll put the article in the show notes if you want to read the rest of it. Uh, next up, Teslarati, Victor Laszlo. Cool last name. Okay, so this is this is like um, seven degrees of separation here. So I'm only putting this in there because it's, it's mildly interesting. Um, also, it kind of reads like it might be a movie someday. But there's a corruption case in Buffalo, New York. And if you are like, oh, well, I know there's something in Buffalo that's important to the show. That's right. It's Gigafactory 2 where they make the solar roof and the solar panels. Um, so the, the it has a very loose connection to Tesla. But I'm not clear exactly if Tesla employees are uh, involved or not. Uh, it just kind of appears that they're a victim of circumstance. But I'll put the article in the show notes. Um and we'll keep an eye on it. And it goes all the way up to the governor of New York. It it was a pretty interesting read, but it was not, it was a good read, but it wasn't, um, there was, there wasn't enough information to, uh, to put on the show just other than just to mention, because it's still in a pretty early phase, but we'll keep an eye on it. Fred Lambert from electric Next story, Tesla's going, they're delivering their uh, dual motor performance Model 3 models. I know that there's a certain podcast host in San Francisco who's probably thrilled about this. Um, I'm, I'm not sure it's that exciting. It gets Tesla past uh, the extended battery and then the dual motor and now the performance. And maybe they can start building some uh, cars that normal people can afford um, it is interesting um, to see. It, it sounds like it's 
quite a few people are getting these, which is amazing because the cars are just ridiculously expensive. Um, but the bigger news that's not in this article is Tesla is, um, the Model 3 is being really well received by customers and reviewers. And Tesla's ramping up uh, production closer and closer to 10,000 every week. So I signed up to take a Model 3 test drive. I hope it's a performance Model 3 just because it'd be kind of interesting to see what the hubbub's about. But I'm not really interested in performance, really, because, I mean, honest to God, I drive a minivan and a big lumbering SUV. So um, it's it, the performance thing is merely interesting. I'd really just like uh, a car, and I don't need it to be a performance in any way, shape, or form. But, uh, oh, I use the Model 3 configurator because I don't know if you remember a couple weeks ago. I did it while they were switching everything over, and I can only choose a color. So um, I did a dual motor, uh, extended battery, because you can't do the basic battery yet. And uh, I did gray with white interior. Oh, no, I did obsidian black with white interior. And uh, it's <laughs> it came out to $60,000. I can't afford $60,000 for that car. So it's a two to four month delivery window. And uh, I just quietly shut the, the page down, the web page down and moved on because um, that, that's an insane amount of money for a car that's supposed to be entry level. And I understand $35,000 model will be there. Oh, it also had uh, driver assist. It didn't have the full autonomous driving. It had the, the basic, the $5,000 option. Okay, Simon Alvarez, Tesla Roddy. A lot of people have made a lot of, uh, a lot of people have made a lot out of this article that I never thought was much of anything. But Tesla is asking suppliers for refunds in order to be profitable. My personal thought when I first read articles like this, I was like, how much money could they possibly get back to make them profitable? If they're that close, people would just give them a mulligan. I mean, it's got to be a handful of millions of dollars if they're if they're that close to profitability. But I didn't think it was anything that was that big of a deal because it's not going to be billions and billions of dollars, as far as I know. Um, but it comes out that Tesla, or turns out that Tesla decided to Go ahead and respond, and this is what they had to say. Um, let's see. Basically, it comes down to negotiating with the suppliers. Here we go. Negotiation is a standard part of procurement of the procurement process, and now that we're in a stronger position with the Model Three, production ramping is a. It is a good time to improve our competitive advantage in this area. We're focusing on reaching a more sustainable long-term cost basis, not just finding one-time reductions for this quarter. That's important. And that's good for Tesla, our shareholders, and our suppliers who will also benefit from increasing production volume and future growth opportunities. One more paragraph here. We'll ask fewer than 10 suppliers for reduction in total CapEx project spend for the long-term projects that began in 2016, but we are still not complete. 
and any changes with these suppliers would improve our future cash flows. Do not, uh, but do not impact the ability uh, to achieve profitability in Q3. The remainder of our discussion with suppliers are entirely focused on future parts, price, and design or process changes that will help us lower fundamental costs rather than uh, prior period adjustments of CapEx projects. This is the right thing to do. So basically it just sounds like they're negotiating and then they had some projects that didn't end up going through or some design changes and they're like, hey, look, now we need to, um, now we need to renegotiate this stuff. So it doesn't sound like that big of a deal. It was, it, it was a, a lot. I saw probably, oh man, I don't even know. I saw it a lot in the, in the stories kept coming up over and over again. It spells Tesla's doom. They want a refund. I don't know that it does. I don't think it does. It seems silly. So uh, for the news section, we're just going to talk about Elon and we're going to do it real quick because this is the third time I've done this and I end up just rambling. Um, I have four, over 40 minutes of rambling on this topic. So I'm going to stop um, and just kind of break it down real quick and try not to ramble. So we all know what's been going on with Elon, or at least you should know what's going on with Elon um, over the last couple of uh, weeks and months. It seems like the man is under a tremendous amount of stress. Most CEOs and companies, when they get criticized uh, by the media, fans, customers, they just kind of quietly take it and they don't respond because if they do, then that criticism gets a foothold and it gives the media, uh, and I'm not vilifying the media here, but it gives the media, media another reason to highlight whatever it is the company's trying to avoid. So, um, and then the next big story will come along and everybody will forget about that negative story. And the, the next big story is either going to be uh, praise for the company or it's going to condemn the company. It's a big cycle. Uh, Tesla as a company tends to be very measured in its approach to media criticisms like the consum consumer reports when they said they weren't going to recommend the Model 3 because of the braking issues. Um, model, uh, Tesla listened, they released an over-the-update and boom, Consumer Reports is now recommending the Model 3. Elon handles these a little bit differently. Um, his Twitter feed is full of colorful and blunt replies to people who may not be so kind to him and toward him. Um, let's just say Elon's not afraid to get into a flame war on Twitter with uh, people he disagrees with and who disagree with him. Um, some of this is fair and some of this is very unfair criticism towards Elon and Tesla, in my opinion. I've read articles that were so um, butt-kissy to, toward Elon and, and Tesla that they were just dripping with saccharine and gross. And then there's another article, or there's other articles that I read that are just complete hit pieces, like this one, the New York Post um, article. Uh, let's see, the title is Elon Musk is a Total Fraud, written by Maureen Callahan. There are so many inaccuracies and half-truths in this article. I'm not even going to go into it on this podcast because it's infuriating. Um, in the same way, when, at a, and when a 
article overinflates what Tesla has done and what it means to the world. This is doing that in the opposite. They are completely taking away um, the importance of Tesla and Elon Musk. Uh, the importance of the things that they've done to make this world a better place and to actually not be a fraud. Like it's really hard to prove somebody's a fraud, especially a total fraud. Think about that. In no part of your life are you not a fraud. I mean, we're talking like um, uh, it's not narcissism, but it's like, uh, oh man, the name's escaping me. I'll come up to it. Anyway, it's hard to prove that someone's a fraud. It's really hard to prove somebody's a total fraud. Um, so the article it talks about how Tesla is building cars in a tent. And how that's a somehow that's a bad thing. It's not a tent. It's a structure, and it probably costs millions of dollars. Um, it just costs less than a building, but it's a structure. It, it's not a canvas tent. Um, and I've said that before, but I, it really irritates me when people call it a tent because it's it's really calling it something that's not. Um, recently, Lee, there have been a couple of public attacks on Elon. Um, one was that he donated to the Republican PAC. Um, to that, I say, who cares? Uh, I don't think Elon's a Republican. In the article, it said that he was a socialist. I don't think he's a socialist either. Elon has said that he's an independent in the past, not too distant past, and that he donates to both parties so that he can keep an open line of communication. Uh, the second one is that Silicon Valley isn't going to save the world, so should they should just stay in their lane. Um, specifically, they kind of go into Elon trying to help out with solutions that wouldn't work. Well, I'm pretty sure Elon's never rescued somebody um, in a way that a firefighter or EMS or police officer or these cave divers, anybody involved with special rescue has. Um, I don't know. I don't know the whole the man's whole history. But there is a, uh, a completely different uh, set of rules uh, when lives are concerned. Um, but it did not sound like Elon was going in there saying, I'm the smartest person in the room. I'm going to run this show. Um, and you guys are going to listen to me. It, it sounds like he went there to look, to better understand, to offer the things that he had built. And if they used them, great. If they didn't, great. And maybe they'll go on to be something in the future. Um, this, the whole idea that Silicon Valley should just not um, try to help, not try to save the world, I think that's that's wrong. What I think uh, it should be is that Silicon Valley should take their vast knowledge and data sets that they have and say, hey, here's some information that we have, and it might be helpful to you guys, um, either the government or whoever is having the problem. And I think that that's a more valuable way of helping it's not that you should never help because that's ridiculous you generate millions and millions and millions of dollars off of people and in tech by selling their information um technically you should or morally you should give and give something back more than just a page for you to post your pictures on in my opinion and the third thing because i'm doing this much faster <laughs> than I did the other two times is the thing with 
um, this British cave guy. He's he's not a cave diver, and I've seen a lot of people. Uh, I think he said this. He's not a cave diver, but he is somebody who spent a lot of time in the caves where the Thai uh, soccer team was found. And his name is Vern Unsworth. And uh, Unsworth had some really harsh words for Elon, saying that it would never work, and basically his ideas wouldn't work. That's probably true. Um, But it's for Elon's doing it for um, publicity, which probably isn't true. Um, And... uh, so, yeah, in response, Elon called Unsworth a pedo or a pedophile. Elon has deleted the tweets, and I think he's apologized, but I can't remember. I don't. I couldn't find for sure if he had apologized. I had heard that, but I don't know if that's true. Um, Tesla shares fell a little bit when this happened, and Unsworth is consulting lawyers over the comment. Uh, the whole thing is uh, there's there's wrong on every side. <laughs> Elon should certainly not be calling, especially being a billionaire, shouldn't be calling people names. That's ridiculous. Uh, The second thing is, um, especially something like a pedophile, because that's a, you have 20 million followers. Somebody might actually believe you, and that could ruin that guy's life. Um, The second thing is, is that the media itself is being a little unfair, to to Elon, and I think that that is 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 uh, sometimes they're being unfair to Elon. I think that that b- coupled with Elon's under an intense amount of stress, and that he probably isn't sleeping all that much because of the stress. I'm just guessing here. He might sleep like a baby and have no stress. I don't know, but it seems like that he's under intense amount of stress, and that he's lashing out. And those are typically things like. You know, my kids, when they're really tired, I love my daughter. She's super, super sweet. But when she's really tired, she actively tries to punch and kick you. And we're not violent with our kids. And she's not violent in her play. Um, But if she's really tired, man, she really, you really have to watch. You have to be careful because she likes to lash out. Uh, It's just her personality. We're trying to correct it. But anyway, let's... I'm not saying that a 47-year-old man or 48, whatever Elon is, is like my five-year-old daughter. But it is it is uh, something that says, there, there is something to it. When you're a frazzled human being, there's a reason why you're a frazzled human being. What is it? When you can act normally uh, or within society, society's norms, let's say 80% of the time you're in the society and then things kind of heat up and you start um, acting a little bit more inconsistent. What's going on? And that's really what I want to know because I think everybody is redeemable. Well, most, not sociopaths. That's the word I was looking for before. Sociopaths probably aren't redeemable because they just have that thing missing in their brain. But, and I'm not a therapist or a psychiatrist, so I might be 100% wrong on this. But I think just in general, everybody... Um, that's just walking around every day trying to live their life to the best of their abilities is redeemable. And um, even though Elon said this, and even though, which is inexcusable, um, you got to look at where it comes from. And I'm not, I'm, man, I really don't want to defend him. Because uh, it, it's gross. You shouldn't be calling people that. But on the other side, 
um, there's gotta, we all have to have a pathway to forgiveness. How about that? I mean, if you rape and murder somebody, your pathway of forgiveness is going to be pretty, pretty long if it ever happens at all. If you tell an off-color joke or call somebody a name, there should be a pathway of forgiveness that is like, okay, I said this, I screwed up, let's move on. Uh, lately in the, the, the world that I live in anyway, in the United States, it seems like everybody just harps on everybody else and... Um, that's their moment to be better than the person that made a mistake. You can't make a mistake in public without uh, people jumping all over you, especially if you uh, tell up and it doesn't matter which side of the political aisle you're on a, a poorly, a, t a joke that's in poor taste or whatever. You just can't. And if you offend somebody, there's got to be a pathway to forgiveness. And then you kind of have to understand what that person's going through. And I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about this stuff, but it just, this, these are the kind of things that when I go on occasionally on Twitter or I go on Facebook, because there's, I have two different feeds. Twitter would be my liberal feed and Facebook would be my ultra conservative feed, ultra liberal, ultra conservative. Um, it just breaks my heart with all the, the fighting that goes on or the name calling or, oh yeah, but you guys do this. That's so mature drives me bananas. There's nothing wrong with being liberal. There's nothing wrong with being conservative. Let's just all hug it out and, 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 and try to make it better. And I guess that's probably really more what I wanted to get to. Um, but what the heck? Maybe this is a therapy session for me. Anyway, uh, path to forgiveness. That's what I'm going to name this episode. I hope everybody has a great weekend. Um, and it's not too bad recording in this little room, this little closet that I'm in. It's quiet. Can't hear people running around. It's nice. So I hope everybody enjoyed the show. I have a lot of editing to do because I have butchered the heck out of this thing. Um, so I'm going to keep this short. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful week. Um, and uh, if you want to email me, it's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. You can follow me on Twitter, my very liberal Twitter feed, at 918digital.com. Um, or no, at 918digital is my handle. And if you want to leave a review uh, on iTunes, that would really help out the show. So I appreciate that. And that's it. Um, I feel like I've been here for hours and hours, and I really have. <laughs> But you, you guys will probably get like a 30 or 40 minute episode. I got to go edit this thing out because um, there's a lot of rambling. A lot of rambling. Have a great week. I'll talk to you next Friday.